Joshua chapter 1, and um, we'll get in uh, to this a little bit. In fact, my uh, message title is The Next Step, and as we read uh, these scriptures today and we read about Joshua, would you tune out Joshua or whatever you thought of Joshua, and would you put yourself in Joshua's shoes? This isn't a history book, right? We're not just reading history. This is life to those that find it and health to their flesh. This is what's called the the, uh, Word of God that lives forever. It's not a history book. So as we read Joshua today, I want you to put yourself in Joshua's shoes because I believe this. We're all at some season, at some place in our spiritual walk that I believe God is calling us to be more courageous and more bold But as we're going to see today in Joshua, he's going to step back a little bit until he does what he does. Let me read this one verse in uh, Romans 15.4, because this year we've themed it as being focused. The word focused, looking back into the Old Testament. In fact, this verse, the Apostle Paul says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through encouragement, Of the scriptures, we might have hope. I've highlighted that instruction, endurance, and encouragement, we might have hope. And so we've been looking at Hebrews 11 and all of those people that are mentioned in what we call the hall of faith. They had faith in the promise of God and did those exploits that we read. Well, we're going to look today at Joshua, but we're going to put our own feet in Joshua's shoes. And as we listen to what Joshua's instructions, I want you to listen to what the Holy Spirit might be speaking to you. You know, one of the things that Joshua would have heard about was when it was written in Deuteronomy by Moses, uh, and you can write it down in chapter 9, God was going to go before the people into the promised land and drive out all the inhabitants. All they're going to need to do is get to the land. That's all they wanted to do. But it took them 650 years. Tell your neighbor, you know, sometimes you're a little stubborn. (laughs) Sometimes you're like dragging your feet. 650 years until they finally get in the promised land. I mean, it just seems like so long. You know, we learned when our kids were little, we learned this from pastor's friends, if we said they could get a toy... We only said it based on us giving a promise and let's say for a grade or assignment or a cleaning room. But when we said we promised, they knew we would do it. So my son was always famous for, Dad, can we go to Toys R Us and just look? No, we can't go look. Because you know what happened last time? I had to drag you out because you were screaming and crying because you couldn't get, oh, I just want to look. And so, okay, I'll just take you to look. And Michelle would say, don't take him to look because you know what's going to happen. He's like, no, I just want to look. And so we'd go to Toys R Us, and he'd see that little shiny toy, right? He'd, can I just hold it for just a minute? I'll put it right back. <laughs> All right, just hold it for a minute. Well, you know what happened, right? Screaming and crying, and, and Michelle would say, but I would tell him this. But I didn't promise. I promised once you did this. God is a God that fulfills his promises. So in uh, Joshua chapter 1, I just want to read these first 11 verses I love when I read Joshua, and even when we read it again, you might have read this and read this, but I want you to hear it today. I want you to see your life in with Joshua, and it says this, 
After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all of the land of the Hittites up to the great sea forward to the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In fact, I wanted to read the next two verses. So Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp. Command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in and possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. You know, and I was thinking about Moses. Um, this man of God dies... But nothing of God's plan died. It didn't stop his plan. The plan is going to accelerate on. It didn't stop. And let me tell you this. I wouldn't want to follow Moses, would you? I mean, the guy's birth story, he's like got his own little boat. I mean, how can you pass that up? You know, he's put out on the race. His story about his birth is a miracle. He lives in the palace for 40 years. He's on the backside of the desert. He gets to see the burning bush. He gets to throw his staff down and it becomes a snake and he picks it up by the tail. It's a staff and he puts his hand in his shirt and pulls it out and it's full of leprosy and he puts it back in and pulls it out and it's clean and he does all these signs and wonders and plagues and he hits rocks and he parts the Red Sea. I mean, they raise up the brazen serpent to heal the people. They're calling out manna. They got quail coming and you're the next guy. Right? <laughs> Grab your staff, throw it down. Let's see what it does, right? Because Mo, you know, Moses was pretty amazing. You want to follow him? I'll wait. God, can I wait? Pick uh, Caleb, because he was the other guy that believed. And I'll just kind of wait, because Caleb's going to blow it, right? I mean, nobody's going to know. So God chooses Joshua. Talk about pressure. 
Talk about high expectations. Talk about impossible odds. Joshua had seen firsthand 40 years prior to us reading this. He'd been across the river and been in the land. He'd seen the nations and the armies. He'd seen the giants. He saw the fruit. But only he and Caleb thought they could take it that day. But the voices of ten others turned the nation against what God had promised. God had already promised this land. Think about that. He'd already promised it. Joshua was a military man. In fact, one of the stories you can read in the Bible, if you remember the one story when Moses would pray and keep his hands up, the nation of Israel were in the battle and they would win, win and Moses got tired and his arms would go down and all of a sudden the nation, they'd start getting beat up and then he'd raise his hands up and the people would begin to fight again and finally they had to hold his hands up. Well, the guy leading the battle that day in the bottom that they were watching was Joshua. So he's a military man. He knows what to do when he gets across the river. If Jericho's stop number one, I know what to do. This is what we do. We can scale walls. We can kick in doors. But that's not what God had planned. What God had planned first was to remind Joshua in verse 3, every place of the sole of your foot that you will tread upon, I have given to you as I have given to Moses. Now, I was shocked. I was doing a little bit research because when I read, when it says the wilderness and the great sea and the Euphrates, I went through some Jewish history, and I want to put a map up, and I want to show you what Jewish history showed of the map that God talked about. And look how big that land is. But you know the land that they actually settled on was small. That is mapped out of what God said that they would have. Isn't it interesting? What God sees and what we see are always different positions and what we see is different images. We've got to get our eyes fixed on what he saw. He saw plenty of land. But what did they do? They settled in the one that they could do. So I want to ask you personally, many times we settle, don't we? When God says to do something, we settle for the little piece. When he's mapped out a whole other different region for them to possess. Every place the sole of your foot will tread upon is yours. Notice in our day, and that's why the nation of Israel won't budge when they hear land for peace. No, 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 they're not giving up land. Remember, God was into, in this promise, God was into a land for his people, and he'd been talking about it for 650 years. Verse 5, uh, that promise comes back, and God says, as I was with Moses. And I love that verse in Exodus 33, when God talks about going before Moses, and Moses says, Lord, if you don't go before me, I'm not going to go. I don't want to go on my own. I'm only going to go as you go. I'm going to follow the direction that you have. In fact, I'm going to allow your spirit and your presence to go first, and then I'll go. But what a great promise. As I was with Moses, because Joshua got to see Moses with God. And that promise is, and I'm going to be with you. He goes on, and then he mentions three times. And that's what hit me reading through it this week that I want to mention to you. 
Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Okay, I got it. No, no, you need to hear it one more time. Only be strong and courageous. I don't think that that was put in there because God forgot what he said. I think it is for us again today to remember to be only strong and courageous as we're following God. You know, we're so blessed nowadays, you know, and I, I do this every morning as I'm getting ready, and I don't know what freeway I'm going to hit, but I put on a map program on my phone that lets me know where to go. If you're over the age of 30, you probably don't remember the Thomas Guide. And you used to have to buy one every year, and it was getting thicker and thicker, and you'd open it up, and you'd put post-it notes, and you would, you know, you wouldn't know, you'd listen to the radio to find out what, you know, the traffic report was, but you were already usually where you were by the time they told you another traffic report, or they were always late, but you'd go through this book, and boy, it's sure nice today to just hit a program or to speak out an address, and it can reroute you different places that it goes. See, we love that. We love to find that a route. That's what God wants to do with us. He wants to direct our steps. And even though Joshua knows what to do, God wants him to take a little retreat and back up, and he wants him to have courage. In fact, the Hebrew word courage does mean that, to be strong, to be brave, to be bold. But here's the real meaning of that Hebrew word, to strengthen oneself. So Joshua, here's what I want you to do. I want you to strengthen yourself. Wait, what about all these people? You know the experience of their families. These people, you called them stiff-necked and stubborn and hard-headed, God. That was you that said it, not me. Strengthen yourself, right? When you're in an airplane and they're going through the announcements of what to do in the case of a when you're supposed to be paying attention, and they say, if the cabin loses pressure, the airbag is going to deploy and drop down. And they say, stick it on your neighbor first. No, they don't. Boy, what if you're traveling with a little kid? No, they say, put it on yourself first. Doesn't that seem selfish? No, if you put it on yourself first, then you can help somebody sitting next to you. Because you're no good if yourself is passed out. Courage is to strengthen oneself. The fear or being afraid is, the Hebrew word is the cause to tremble or to break. And it leads to quitting. Courage, Joshua, in God's assignment. Courage, Joshua, in God's presence. Now I want to anchor it in the word of God. Not just a courage that you build yourself up, but a courage that's anchored in God's word. A courage that depends on God's promise. A courage that depends on God's presence. And a courage that will see things through what God says to do. You know, I love what it says here in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law, here's what Joshua had. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Revelation. No, he didn't have Revelation. He only had those first five books. But you know what he's reading about? He's reading about the law. He's reading, he's looking at how people really blew it. Got their eyes off God. All the commands of getting back to the Lord, honoring the Lord, putting him first. 
So he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you'll meditate on it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. And here's what I have. I have a big then in my Bible. For then. So notice what it says. It's talking about it with your mouth. Meditating on the Scripture. Day and night. It's allowing that Word of God to get planted in and in and in your life. For then. Notice what it says. God will make your way prosperous. It doesn't say that, does it? For then you, well, how do you make your way prosperous? Because you've put God's word first. Let's think about the culture back then. Uh, no street lights at night. No Netflix, right? Nobody's binge watching at night, TV. Uh, sun up, sundown. They honored the Sabbath. When's the last time, and I'll, I'm included, uh, when's the last time that we've took, taken a day of rest? And put God first. Look at all the heads going down. Look at him. Look at this person next to me up today. No. When's the last time we've taken a day of rest to focus on the Lord? We're busy, busy. Our society is busy, busy. That's how we're wired. One thing after another. Information, information. Contacting, contacting, calling, texting, messaging. I, I messaged you. You didn't get back to me. Oh, I didn't check that one. You know, I mean, it's go, 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 go. And we say, I don't have time. Notice back there, God's saying, before you do anything, you're going to get back into the book of the law. You're going to get back. In fact, I wrote it down a little bit this way. I'm going to talk about it with my mouth. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to have daily time that I'm going to meditate in on his stories that are life to those they find it and health to all their flesh. I'm going to get those words down in my heart. You ever been in a store or the mall and you hear an old like 80s song and all of a sudden a little dance comes up and you can and you kind of catch yourself and you can remember where you were in 1980 whatever listening to that song and who you were with and you instantly remember it's like you're you're taken back in the future and you can remember ever had that am I weird? My destroyed. Have that happen? You remember where you were when you heard that? That's the power of those words that get on the inside of us. And that's what God created us to do. To allow those words to get in our heart and in our mind. And here's what I remember. God has better ideas than I do. Tell your neighbor that. God has better ideas than you. He's got better ideas. I always think of this. You might be a C minus in that class, but with God's word, you'll succeed. <laughs> He'll help you out. He'll give you insight when you put his word first. And here's what Joshua doesn't know, but here's what he's going to need courage and faith anchored into God's word for. He's going to cross the swollen Jordan River. And the Ark of the Covenant's going to go first, and the moment the priest's feet hit the water, the water's going to stop. And they're going to cross over on dry land. They're going to set up camp. They're going to be in the battle. You can read it later. You, they're going to get in the Battle of Jericho. And this military man that wants to probably scale walls and kick in doors and fight with swords is going to be told to march and shout. March and shout? 
Yeah, seven, we're going to do it for seven days. Six days we're going to march. Seven days we're going to go around all but time. We're going to shout. And okay, God, right? But that's God's plans, not his plans. And here's what happens. Joshua listened. He didn't plan first. God spoke and he did what God said to do. But he had to have those words on the inside of his heart that he didn't miss one step of what God said to do. You know, it's interesting when you look at all of the battles, if you're into this, Moses fought six battles in the wilderness. In fact, I believe they lost one. Joshua fights 13 battles in the promised land. They lose one early on. And it was because somebody kept uh, the supplies that they weren't supposed to keep and God had more battles in the promised land than in the land of the wilderness of rebellion. You know, being a Christian, it's not easy, is it? But it's the best life. And these battles, God shows himself faithful on our behalf. And he's already promised, I went before you, I'll drive them all out, but I want you to do what I tell you to do. It's so important. All right, last one. So I'm going through Hebrews 11. And again, I'm looking for these people of faith. Do you know Joshua's not listed? Man, let me get a different translation out here. Let me get out the Message Bible. The Message Bible has to have a few other people. The only thing that it mentions that I get a picture of Joshua is in Hebrews 11.30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. It doesn't say Joshua, right, the new appointed leader, as he meditated God's word faithfully, and as he led the people across, it doesn't say any of that. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled seven days. It was everybody that had been a part of seeing that come down that encircled that got to watch that were listed in here. It wasn't just Joshua. All of them connected in by faith to watch a fortress fall when they followed exactly what God told them to do. Here's what I know. He knows what to do. He knows how to speak it to our hearts, but here's what we have to do. We have to stop. We have to listen. You know, I love when I always look ahead at Jesus's life because his life shows me how to live. His life shows me how to act. And we see how he would retreat for a time of prayer and the disciples would get mad because they couldn't find him in the morning. But he was spending time with the heavenly father. He was praying. He would retreat and retreat. He would take that time. I follow his life on how to live and how to act. I follow his example. I follow his heart. I follow his passions. And as I read this again, as I follow Joshua, I don't want to just read about Joshua. I want to focus in on me walking through those very same things that I have strong courage and then I have faith in what he's asked me to do. I pray for you today that you have strong courage and strong faith in what he's asked you to do because God's already gone before you. He's already made a bunch of promises and he'll fulfill what he's promised. I want to, um, before our worship team comes up, I want to play a quick video uh, for you. And I, 
And though it'll be on the screen, uh, you can follow along on the words. If you want to close your eyes and listen to these words, um, but I think it's a very powerful way as we begin to close that we're listening intently to God's word.
You know, one of the, that word, let me read that again. I don't want to miss one word you speak because everything you say is life to me. Remember, he's told, be careful to do according to what God says. Not what I want to do, but what he wants me to do. Would you bow your heads today? And here's what I love about the Holy Spirit, because he knows every one of us uniquely. He knows the very thing that we need to hear. And so, Lord, as we come today, we surrender ourselves our plans, the efforts that we would do. We would take time to retreat and step back and to do what Joshua did because it's you speaking to us to follow your words. You've already gone before us. Your presence is always with us. In fact, you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. But Father, we understand the power and the importance of your words to us. We thank you for this love relationship that you have with us and that we have a speaking God. I pray today, any of you that might be confused, allow the Prince of Peace to impact your soul, to give you peace. I pray all of us keep our eyes fixed and are looking up to him that we're following what he says, that our time and throughout our day is given to him. So Lord, I, I thank you today, even as we close this time, that you're constantly speaking. In fact, it probably will happen all throughout the day that you're speaking and directing our hearts. And we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stand with me if you would. We're going to...